You know, John, we've been doing this a long time. We, we don't root for the home team. We don't cheer in the press box. But, you know, we do have our own interests when we watch a game. And I will, I will be completely transparent about being completely selfish, self-centered about this. I love the fact that we spent last year, while every, Char, everyone from Charles Barkley to the guy at the end of the bar in, at Head Flyer Brewing was saying, this Gobert stuff's never going to work. Cat and Ant don't like each other. It's all going to blow up. You got to trade Cat yesterday. It to me, it's kind of heartening in a, not in a, kind of a selfish way that this has all worked out the way we always thought it could, which is that Gobert's been great. The trade has been justified. There's no there are no problems with Cat and Ant. Cat's playing great. Uh, there are no personality problems in this locker room. I got to be honest. It's been fun to watch this play out, not only for the sake of Wolves fans, but for my always selfish interests. Yeah, and I, I mean, really, that's what matters in the end. That's all that really matters is what it's I'm saying. How we feel, uh, yeah. you know, about that. I, yeah, I will say this. Um, you know, during last year, while it was going poorly, uh, while it was not working out, um, I I was always of the mind, and I think you were too. That yes, there's still all was not lost that this could still work out. I wasn't sure. I didn't, I wasn't positive that eventually that they were going to be the number one seed in the West. Uh, there, I certainly had questions about how it was playing out, about what we were seeing on the court and the possibilities of things coming together. But the thing that is satisfying, I guess for me right now is I was trying to be at that moment sort of the a um kind of calming voice in the hysteria and i do think that one of the problems and we've spoken about this at length on this show um over the last several months is there was such a quick backlash and quick trigger on rudy gobert on tim connelly on carl anthony towns on so many of the things that we were seeing out there and it was fire guys trade guys this is never going to work blow it up and because i think i, I was this way and you were as well uh i was just like guys we need to stop hyperventilating a little bit let's let this play out uh these are smart people who are making these decisions and and i, I think there was a lot of heat that was sort of directed my way on that because you know i'm the conduit to the fans as the beat writer and like and and so i understand that you know i absorb some of their energy but um i think there were a lot of people that were very upset at last season that i was not calling for everyone's head and i really did believe in the time that tim conley is a really smart guy that chris finch is a really smart guy that um that rudy gobert could work that if carl anthony towns was healthy he could be really effective and those things are starting to play out right now. And so it's just nice to see that that part of it is looking pretty good right now. Cause it did, it, it got, it got heated. It got ugly last year a lot. And, um, and to see it kind of level out has been satisfying most of all, because I think the fans deserve something like this, but also maybe as a little bit of a reminder that, Hey, Everything does not have to be, you know, every option doesn't have to be just fire or trade someone. You can try and work things out and have a little patience and maybe it comes out right on the other side of things.
He's John Krasinski. This is the John Krasinski Show, part of TalkNorth.com. Brandon Morton's our producer. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen, and we do appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks to our many sponsors. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to TSR Injury Law, my State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland, H-O-A-G-L-U-N-D, Head Flyer Brewing, Manscaped, and All Energy Solar. Uh, so the Wolves have started off the toughest portion of their schedule pretty well. They go to Dallas, they come from 15 down and just destroy Dallas the rest of the way. Uh, they play Indiana without Halliburton when Indiana's exhausted and they do what they should do and win. But I can't, I, but I don't think that's just a, a nothing game. I think those are the kind of games they lost last year out of immaturity or lack of understanding of the schemes or whatever they're supposed to do or injuries, whatever the case was. They lost games like that last year and they're winning them this year. I also thought the fact, you know, I thought it was a really cool thing. Once again, for those of who want to believe the national media tells you that like cat and ant and Gobert can't get along. It was such a great example of the fact that towns and Edwards do get along. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that was a big takeaway for me too, Jim um, is, you know, uh, there, there was such a narrative of whose team is it and you have to trade one to make room for the other. And uh, I've said all along that the two of them get along very well. And unlike how it went with Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler, um, it has gone the complete opposite for Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Uh, they just, from a personality standpoint, they click. There is a very much a respect factor for each other um, and their talents and their games. And they know that they need each other if either one of them is going to accomplish what they want to accomplish both as a team and as individuals. And so Carl Anthony Towns has been through very difficult seasons, uh, has lost a lot of games in his career, has had the, the target put on his chest. And, um, and so he understands that he has to share some of the spotlight, some of the status with Anthony Edwards and Anthony Edwards is cool with sharing that and also has a does a great job of making Carl Anthony Towns not feel like Robin like he feels like a Batman in in that locker room and with that team because of the way that Ant carries himself because of the way um, that they meld and gel together on the court as well and so um the big the kind of the biggest thing that can catapult this team deep into a playoff run is if Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards who are both supremely talented as individuals work together and play together well and they are doing that right now they've really done that always they have not ever had in this is their fourth season together they haven't had the moments of just real headbutting of of disagreement of things like that they get along well and that chemistry between them kind of flows through the rest of the team the vibes right now in the locker room are excellent because a they're winning that begets good vibes but b i just think that it's a team that understands what is in front of it and what it's capable of doing and when they have cat going for 40 and ant going for 37 um they look like a team that 
really needs to be dealt with in this conference. And to your point, Jim, like that's what good teams do against tired teams, against shorthanded teams. And like Nas said, they put the, put the foot on the throat and they just finish it. And, um, and that, that to me is exactly what they did. And that's what they did not do very often last season. So having a conversation with some of our sports writing uh, colleagues the last week, and we ended up talking about, you know, the whole notion of culture and what's a good locker room, what's a bad locker room. And, you know, it, it really struck me that for the team, three teams I spend the most time around, uh, obviously I spend a lot of time with the Twins. I spend a lot of time with the Vikings. I don't spend as much time with the Wolves, but that'll change since the Vikings are done here. Since they are the best and most interesting team in town, uh, I'll be hanging around the Wolves a lot more here within a couple of weeks. It strikes me that so often in my sports writing career, which has gone on for like 80, 90 years, you walk in the locker room and you're like, okay, that guy over there is the one guy you got to watch out for. He's either going to blow up your interview, he's going to yell at you, he's going to get in your face, he's going to you know, tell his teammates not to talk to you. There always seems like there's one guy in, a, in every locker room like that. And I look at Vikings. Wolves, twins, and I don't feel like there's anybody in there like that. Um, and I think it says a lot about the way these organizations are run and who the head coach slash manager is. You know, they don't attract or encourage that kind of behavior. Uh, the you know the, the Wolves locker room, to me, feels like a, a really good place. You spend a lot more time there than I do. What do you think? Yeah, it's I, I do think so. Uh, you know, we've certainly I've certainly been in that locker room over the last 1920 seasons now where it has not been hospitable it has not been harmonious um that there is the you know turd in the punch bowl um the the guy or two that are either maybe they're selfish maybe they are um you know, just kind of caustic and ornery all the time maybe they are uh you know just really um kind of bitter about their own situations um, and, and either not getting the contract that they wanted or, or looking at other people and, and, and believing that they deserve a better role, all this stuff. But, um, in the, in the Timberwolves locker room right now, it, you really can't find that in there. I, uh, you know, I think the one guy that you look at in terms of things not going his way is shake Milton. He's, I think mm -hmm. he's kind of out of the rotation right now. He has not played well, but. I, I I don't get any sense that he is being a downer in there. Um, you know, last season, for instance, Jalen Noel uh, was just really having a tough season and you could feel it that he just was, he was really frustrated and it's partly, I think he was looking at himself and why it wasn't working and maybe partly looking at the team and why it wasn't working. And he was kind of bringing the vibe down a little bit. Um, and, 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 you know, there are so many more, um, pe people that can get into that situation in an understandable fashion. It's not even really a right. criticism of Jalen Noel. Like I, I get why, why he was frustrated and why he was down and because it was not working out for him the way that he thought it was going to. And so you could just feel that energy, uh, with him, but here Nas Reed had said, has said something a couple of times that kind of, I think encapsulates this idea is, you know, that the vast majority of players in that locker room have their individual situations taken care of. 
Nas got his extension. Ant got his extension. Jaden, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, like all these guys have, you know, got their money. Nikhil Alexander Walker got a new deal. Um, and so like there's that part of it that helps kind of the whole the whole vibe of the locker room. And also the the guys who haven't or who are on expiring deals right now, Kyle Anderson and and Mike Conley have made a lot of money in their careers already. And even though, yes, they both, I'm sure, want to have their futures really kind of set and understand where that is, they are they're much more concerned about what the team is doing because they know as veterans, as level-headed guys that they are, that if they win at a high level and if the team does well, they are going to benefit from that either in Minnesota with new deals or somewhere else when other teams say, hey, look at what Mike Conley did for the Timberwolves. Look at what Kyle Anderson did for the Timberwolves. Let's pay them and bring them into our situations. So um, there just doesn't seem to be the the little landmines around a locker room that can really blow things up as much with this team as there have been with so many in the past. And so um, you put that kind of, uh, you know, kind of foundation in there. And then you add on top of it, Jim, as you know, like when a team gets winning to the level that the wolves are winning at, it's really hard for anyone to be, too upset about anything everyone feels good everyone is happy and and i think that is kind of driving this engine forward there may be like a couple of the young guys maybe a josh minot a wendell moore someone like that who wishes they were playing more and not in iowa or or things like that maybe luca garza is that way i haven't really talked to any of those guys about that situation yet but you can't really argue with the results uh that are happening on the court and so all of that conspires to really put this this team in a good spot. And you walk into the locker room and you can just feel how light it is in there, like how connected it is. Like last year at the beginning of the year when things were not going well, when the losses were coming and the injuries and all that, it was not a fun locker room to be in. There was a ton of people that were just not e- either upset or frustrated or or pressing or all of that. And, and it just hung in the air. But Right now, it's it's super light, um, and I think that is helping in this par- portion of the season that can get really long if you let it. Let's go from the general to the specific. In our next segment, we do want to let you know we are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. We want to thank TSR Injury Law, longtime sponsor, uh, been very loyal to us and this network, and we do appreciate it. What you'll appreciate is if you're ever injured, All it takes is one call to get the right representation, 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. They will take good care of you. They will give you ethical representation. They will not charge you unless they win your case. And as I always say, they win a lot of cases. That's why they are a great Minnesota success story, 612-TSR-TIME. I also want to thank my State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland, H-O-A-G-L-U-N-D. This is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm home and auto insurance, you save an average of $889 a year. My agency is ready to help you combine home and auto and start saving today. Call 763-421-4900 to start saving. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. John, tell us what's going on at Headflyer Brewing. 
Head Flyer Brewing, Northeast Minneapolis, uh, great brewery, brewery, great, uh, great food trucks that come on the weekends, all sorts of different things uh, that you can get and, and fun you can have, especially during this holiday season. I just saw Neil, one of the proprietors of Head Flyer, at the Timberwolves game the other night against the Pacers. He was there with his son watching the game. We met up before the game, talked about it a little bit. He was telling me just how great things are going at the uh, at the brewery as well. Good vibes at Head Flyer, good vibes at Target Center. And so if you're looking for a place to gather, maybe it's a happy hour with coworkers. Maybe you want to get together with some family or some friends um, for, for a, a weeknight or a weekend. You want, they, you want to watch the Timberwolves there. You want to watch the Wild. You want to watch the Vikings. They have big time... Um, drink specials and, and parties and, and, and good vibes at these, uh, during games, uh, for at head flyer, great TVs. The, the, the brewery is open and airy. There's plenty of places to sit, super comfortable, bring your dog by if you want, but most of all, they have great beer. I've been drinking their beer, um, for years long before that they were, they were partners, uh, of the show here. I will, I love it. My wife loves it. They've got something for everyone there. If you want beer, if you want seltzer, um, anything that stop into Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. Tell them that John Krasinski show sent you. Yes, thanks to Head Flyer. They've hosted our shows. It's a great space. What a blast we've had there. Uh, let's get to some specifics. Who gets most credit for this? Be other than Rudy Gobert, who gets most credit for this defense being so good? Um, I think there's two two people I'll, I'll shout out. Um, first of all, I think Carl Anthony Towns deserves a lot of credit. Um, he has taken on the increased responsibilities of being a power forward and defending at that position and done a really, really good job of it. There was a lot of concern that when you put two bigs together like that, um, that the wolves would get circles run around them by smaller teams, that they would get just the doors beaten off of them in transition because they couldn't get back and they have done a very good job of not having that happen and a lot of that is because of how hard carl anthony towns is working to become a good defender he's not dikembe mutombo in his prime he's not kevin garnett um as a you know a, an unbelievably defensive mastermind at the power forward but what he is is a really hard-working guy who understands where he has to be and who is using his physical talent to not get beat by smaller quicker people that he has to guard he's embraced that and so that's been a really good thing the other thing the other element um chris finch has mentioned this a couple of times now is that the addition of corliss williamson to the assistant coaching staff has been very beneficial for their defense because they have put Corliss Williamson in charge of transition defense and in charge of getting them to be better at getting back at being more structured in how they fall back and get and get lined up and matched up with with uh, opponents who are on the run and uh what Finch has said is that that Williamson has just kind of helped add more structure and more um, pay attention to detail to that area of the Timberwolves defense. And that's made a big difference. We remember last season, right around this time, that uh, opponents were just running fly routes on 
the Timberwolves in transition and getting easy buckets. And that has not been the case nearly as much this season. And so Corliss Williamson coming in and helping to kind of infuse a different kind of attitude with the team uh, in that regard, I think has been a big, big uh, help to what they're doing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Williamson, it's really interesting that you mentioned his name. I've had a couple other people mention him to me. uh, And until now, I wasn't sure exactly how he was helping. So I I appreciate that. Another interesting thing to me is that uh, Finch always says, hey, you know, anybody can bring the ball up the court, right? You don't have to just Mm -hmm. get it to the point guard and start your offense in the backcourt. You can just get it up the court. We've seen Kyle Anderson basically playing point guard. We've seen Anthony Edwards play point guard for this team. Uh, How commonplace is this approach in in the modern NBA? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's getting to be more common, but I do think that the Wolves are sort of on the high end of this trend because, like you said, you have they have Anderson, they have Ant, Conley, obviously, Jade McDaniels. We have seen start to bring it up a little bit more. Um, and Troy Brown has done it. Shake Milton has done it. Uh, but I think one of the unheralded folks uh on this team that we we've talked about but i i think even deserves more shine is Nikhil alexander walker mm-hmm. and um you know he is certainly taking on more of the ball handling duties uh with that second unit especially now that he has moved back into the second unit and, and jane mcdaniels is back in the starting lineup um so number one he's he's been fantastic defensively on the perimeter guarding all sorts of of really difficult covers and just creating havoc in the half court, creating turnovers, turning that into offense. But he's also been super valuable as a combo guard who can hit open threes, but also initiates offense, has shown an increasing aptitude for playmaking, getting other teammates involved, making sure that when he is the primary ball handler, that the ball does not get sticky. We heard Chris Finch say that so often in the past, that when this offense struggles, the ball gets sticky. It doesn't move enough. And generally, you need your point guard to facilitate that movement. But Alexander Walker has done a good job when he's been in there of making sure that he is sort of the engine that kind of gets the ball moving side to side. Uh, he's a good cutter. He he moves without the ball, so he he kind of breathes some air and space into the offense. Even though he isn't Ray Allen as a as a drop as a knockdown shooter, um, he still can kind of really uh, bend the defense to open things up for other uh, uh, other teammates. And uh, and and he's really good at passing good, good vision. And so I think that his sort of utility has been very key to the wolves being able and Chris Finch being able to throw out all sorts of different lineups to match up defensively against, you know, what other teams are throwing at them. Interesting. All right. I want to get back to uh, some more game stuff. We are recording this on Monday morning. The wolves are about to play tough back to backs uh, Miami with Jimmy Butler on the court. And then at Philly, uh, hey, it's not always going to be perfect or seamless. Uh, they might actually lose a game every once in a while. I know that's shocking this season. Uh, so I want to get into those games and the, this, the challenge of the current schedule. First, I want to let you know 
before we get to John's Manscaped commercial, that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All energy solar is ready to take any solar project, home, office, or both, from design to installation and everything in between. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach. And now, John, for Manscaped. Merry Ballsmas from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching, but what if I told you that the celebrations are starting early this year? It turns out the perfect gift does exist, and who else to bring it down your chimney than the leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Keep calm and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped's brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the new Lawnmower 5.0, watch all your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Look nice when you're going naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the code ATHLETIC for 20% off and free shipping. Unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is the ultimate bundle for the man who deserves it all. Included in this special sack is the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, and Manscaped's Liquid Formulations plus two free gifts. Starting with Santa's number one helper, we have the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This fifth generation trimmer features two next gen blade heads, a standard trimmer blade for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go for that smooth finish wherever your heart desires. Now that you've groomed the candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Crop Soother after Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti Chafe Ball Deodorant. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Once you're done shaping up, it's only right you put your pants presence in the best wrapping of all, the Boxers 2.0. They are seriously the best boxers I've ever worn. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code athletic. So the Wolves are in a difficult stretch of schedule. Uh, they've survived pretty well so far. They got about another 12, 13 games of really tough games. Uh, Monday night, Monday night, it's at Miami. Tuesday night, at Philly, uh, so do they change anything? Does the you know do, is there is there a mindset change with this team? Do they? I I, I don't really have a great question here, John. As you can tell, yeah. I'm just wondering where do you think this team is mentally as they go into games like this? Yeah. So two things on that. One is um, their sort of run of schedule luck is coming to an end finally here because. We've talked about it several times this season where they've played New Orleans without Zion twice. They've played Philadelphia without Joel Embiid. They played Miami without Jimmy Butler. They played, um, you know, Indiana, Indiana without Tyrese Halliburton the other night. There's been a lot of these these instances of games where they've just played teams that are shorthanded. To their credit, they've won all these games. So they've, they've done a good job. But finally, now we're recording this on Monday morning. Tonight, Miami has... Jimmy Butler, I think, is going to play the Timberwolves for the first time in five games. He's missed the last four meetings against the um, against the Wolves, I, I believe. I have to check that again, but I saw Alan Horton tweet that. Um, and but I, so he's going to play. Uh, Bam Adebayo is back from a seven game absence for the Heat. Tyler Hero is back after eighteen games being out for the Heat. So Miami's going to be full go, and I do think that. This is what the Timberwolves want, actually, at this point in their season. They're 19 and five. They've kind of really taken care of the quote unquote easy part of their schedule and 
and they've manhandled teams that are shorthanded. And so I get the sense, and I was talking to a few players about this in the locker room after the, the Indiana win. Um, I get the sense that they want a challenge and they want a measuring stick type of uh, a portion of their season. And that's where they're at right now. Um, Miami's going to be a measuring stick game. Philadelphia absolutely is going to be a measuring stick game. I'm sure Embiid's going to play in that one. And um, and they are they're really good and 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 a, a load to to deal with. And then you come back um, for so you play Miami Monday night, Philly on Thursday night or Wednesday night, and then the Lakers at home on Thursday night in a back to back. So now you're starting to get into the grind of the season, and and so I think they are going to be tested. I think they want that. Um, there's a couple of players that just yeah that told me that the they need to face this ad- adversity. And even if they lose a game or two, that's how you find out exactly where you need to improve. That's how you get better in the season. So often this year, they've had to just get better in wins and you can do that. They're doing a great job with it, but it's, it's time for the rubber to meet the road a little bit and they've got to be pushed and they've got to be challenged. And I'm sure that both Miami and Philly are going to really give them a good kind of step up in weight class. And so I think they are very much looking forward to these games because they know they're good teams. They know that the margin for error really shrinks and they're just going to have to play their best to have a chance to win these games. So we were talking on Monday morning. We aren't hundred percent sure what Anthony Edwards is going to do. He's still dealing with a hip pointer. He was uh, listed as questionable as of this morning. What's your sense of their plan? Are they just think, it because it's not uh, an injury that can be worse than they're just going to let him play through it. Or do they are they going to find a take oh, time for him to take a break? What's the plan? Yeah, I think right now, Jim, there there. I, I think the plan is for him to basically play through it. Um, for from what I can gather, there's nothing that he risks by playing. Um, that you you don't you can't like aggravate it more. Um, and, and turn into a bigger issue. It's more of a pain tolerance thing because it's just generally a hip bruise that he's playing through. He looked really good against Indiana. Um, and so I think that that's not going to be much of an issue. The one that they have to deal with a little bit more right now is Jaden McDaniels. And you know he came back from the ankle injury, but now he has like this bruised tailbone that uh, – was really giving him problems against Indiana. He only played 17 minutes, had to leave the game. You could tell even when he was on the court that he was not anywhere close to himself in terms of being able to move, um, being, you know, he was grimacing in pain a lot. And so he just, you know, he just couldn't go. So he's listed as questionable for the heat game as well. I think he's much more of a possibility to sit out against Miami um, and maybe give him, you know, an extra day to rest. And then hopefully maybe by Philadelphia, he could be ready to go where I, I think that Edwards is going to be in. And the more that he plays, the, 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 the less sore that hip is going to be. And so he should be just fine, but we'll have to see what they do with McDaniels. Obviously if the wolves keep playing at this kind of rate, uh, which is probably unrealistic, but let's just play with that thought. Uh, they're going to end up with a coach of the year candidate. They'll probably end up with an MVP candidate. They'll probably end up with a defensive player of the year candidate. Who on this roster, though, would be the best choice for a most improved player award? Yeah, I think um, I think Nas Reed 
would would be that um, the way that he has been pretty darn consistent all season, I think he will be a candidate for most improved and for um, uh, sixth man of the year. Um, I think mm-hmm. that both of those those uh, awards would be in his wheelhouse in terms of um, his ability to to win those awards. But honestly, Jim, if you wanted to go outside the box, Rudy Gobert could be a candidate. If you yeah, look at what where thought. he was last season, how he moved, like the just the overall team, um, what he was doing with his his numbers all dropping, all of that, um, to where he is now, and what he has meant to this team. Um, you could argue that he's the most valuable player. He has been the most valuable player all season. He's with Ant in and out with injuries a little bit, but um, but I think that you could make an outside the box case for Rudy Gobert's most improved because it's it's not just the statistics that are better, but you watch him play and how much more aggressive he is on the perimeter on defense, uh, the the shots that he's taking that are that are different, showing a little bit more offensive bandwidth um all of it it's been i think night and day compared to especially the early part of last season he started playing better in the second half of last season and really being effective but um from you know from this point last year to where he is at this point this season it's been an enormous improvement and you know yes he's been in the league for 10 years now but if you were talking year over year improvement, Rudy Gobert has a good case to make, I think. That is a great point. All right, one more short segment to go. I want to let you know that we are now doing Don Mitchell's show, Don of Sports at talknorth.com. It's been a blast. Great guests, uh, fun conversations. Also, you can hear John Krasinski on the Viking Update show. Uh, one of our two primary Viking shows on the network as the Vikings go into a fascinating stretch. We also have Chin Music with Roy Smar- Molly and Lavelle Neal. Uh, but if you go to talknorth.com, you'll find that all the sports are covered with great analysts, outdoor content, variety content. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. And thanks to all of our sponsors and Brandon Morton, our producer. Uh, give me a quick scouting report on Miami and Philly and where, where they are as you know potential championship contenders. Yeah, I think they're both two of the better teams, you know, in the Eastern Conference that I think a lot of people look at as potential favorites to come out of the East. I mean, Miami is 15 and 11, so they've they're they haven't been quite as dominant a team, but Bam Adebayo's missed time, Tyler Hero's missed time, Jimmy Butler's kind of been in and out of the lineup. So, they are historically a team that doesn't really take the regular season all that seriously, to be honest, like they, they play well enough to be in the playoff picture. And then that's when they make their move. I mean, last season, you know, maybe they got a little too close to the flame last season where they were in the play in tournament um, and almost lost to Chicago in the play in game and wouldn't even been in the the real playoffs. And then they get in and they go uh, all the way to, you know, make one of the most remarkable runs we've seen from a from a playoff team from a low seed in uh in NBA history with what they were able to do last year going to the finals against Denver. Um so that's a, just a team that you always have to monitor and look at and say and say they no matter if they look great in the regular season or not, you know come playoff time they're going to be ready to go. So um that's that Philadelphia 
looks fantastic. Uh, Joel, Joel Embiid might be the MVP again, uh, at least the early front runner with how just the enormous numbers that he's putting up on a nightly basis for the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey has been a revelation for them um, as a point guard, a scoring guard. He's played it so, so well. Um, and and compliments Embiid perfectly. They have weathered the James Harden drama. They moved off of him, and they're in a much better position as a as an overall team. They're nineteen and seven, um, or eighteen and seven right now, uh, and in uh, third place in the East. But I think if you look at what they have from a from a roster standpoint, they would absolutely enter the playoffs as a real favorite with I think Boston's a just a tiny bit of ahead of them but they're right in that next tier with Milwaukee and uh a, a, as as kind of the next favorites in the Eastern Conference I'd throw even I'd put Miami in that group as well uh of the second tier teams in the East just a cut below Boston good stuff John thank you we will talk again soon uh also check out John on the Viking Update show and thanks for listening to talknorth.com